So the other week I was, I was, I went out with some friends to a restaurant here in NDG. And, and as soon as I walked into the restaurant, right by the, at a table right by the door, there was a group of parishioners having, having dinner. And so I stopped and, you know, and I said hello for a moment or two, talking with them. And then, you know, the waitress comes over and asks if I, I had a reservation. I didn't. We're going to be, I was going to be meeting some friends who were, needed a table and said, well, it'll, it'll be, it'll be a few minutes before I can get you a table. And, and I'm talking to her and said, don't worry, I'll go to the bar and get a beer. So I, I go to the bar, get myself a beer and lo and behold, there's some other parishioners right there, like having a couple who are having dinner as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm chatting with them and the waitress comes over to me and she like, uh, uh, she's, you know, I'm, I'm, she comes over and says, oh, you seem to know a lot of people here. And I was like, well, I'm a priest. I, I, you know, I know a lot of people from the area and here in NDG. And even, you know, as a priest, you do a lot of baptisms and weddings and funerals. And so there's a lot of people who, who come here who, who may know who I am, but I don't know, know them necessarily. And, and she looked at me kind of surprised and she looked at the beer in my hand. And she goes, you're a priest? <laughs> Yep, this one's getting a little low. Do you mind getting me a refill there on that too? The, uh, it sort of reminded me there was this. There was a, I remember this incident. This this thing that happened when I was at St. Thomas of Beckett, my previous parish. I was the associate out there. I wasn't the the pastor. The pastor was Father Robert Clark, and we were going to have over some some priests for dinner. We were going to have them. Uh, we. You know, we get every once in a while we get get, get some priests uh, together. Some uh, they'd come over, and we'd have dinner, and we'd watch a zombie movie together, because we like zombie movies. And so, anyway, so Father Robert and I, we go we go to the grocery store to get some, you know, get to to get the the stuff that we need for for the dinner that day. And and you know, it's the west. There's like it was like a strip mall, and there's. Well, it's the West Island. Everything's a strip mall. And so there's a strip mall, and then there's like an SAQ apart from it, like a standalone building apart from the, the strip mall in the little plaza there. So we go. So Father Robert says to me, he says, well, you go get the wine at the SAQ. I'll, I'll go in and, and start getting the, the groceries. And, and I said, and the beer and the chips? And the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get, the, I'll get the beer and the chips we need for, for the movie too and all that stuff. And he's like, and so... I go into the SAQ, and then there's this woman walks up to me in the SAQ, a parishioner. She goes, oh, Father Michael. I'm going to tell Father Robert that I saw that, that you were here, and I was like, go ahead. He's at the IGA with a case of beer in his car. Go, go tell him right there. I don't care. But I, you know, I don't know... I, I, I suppose these people expect their priests to be holy, and that's a good thing. You know, I actually believe that priests should be holy, or at least striving for holiness. I want people to have that expectation of their priests. What I quibble with is maybe, I think, the definition of the word holy. I, I think holiness... At least the holiness that the waitress and the woman in the SAQ had in mind is not, is not the holiness that I'm called to. It's not the holiness that probably you're called to. 
Too often we equate holiness with, with living this austere life, spending every waking hour in prayer and contemplation of God. We, we think it, it's, we have to be like some hermit living out in the wilderness, renouncing all worldly things. You know, renouncing the world, in fact, forsaking anything enjoyable or pleasant, sacrificing everything, including happiness, in order to devote oneself completely to God or whatever altruistic cause we've taken on. You know, we think holiness means, I'm going to give up my life, I'm going to go be a missionary in Africa or a hermit out in the desert. The problem is, if we think that is what holiness is, you're not going to want it. I don't want it. I don't want that kind of holiness. That's not what God's calling me to. Or we're going to think, this is way too hard. I could never do that. I could never even begin to fathom them, fathom that. No, holiness, that's, that's not for me. We'll leave that for the saints. Well, the thing is, we're all called to be saints. We're all called to holiness. But that's not what holiness is. Holiness is actually just about growing closer to God. Pope Benedict, Pope Benedict said, holiness is nothing other than charity lived to the full. Now by charity, Pope Benedict doesn't mean giving to the poor. He's using the classical definition of charity, meaning selfless love. Holiness, he is saying, is nothing other than selfless love lived to the full. Saintliness, holiness, is about fulfilling the hopes and dreams God has for you. And doing it on purpose, growing closer to him in the process, becoming more loving in the process. Each of us is called to become more and more loving. And each is called to do that in their own unique way. In today's gospel, we see that Joseph is responding to that call to holiness in his life. Got that, that call to, to love selflessly in his life. And by saying yes to God, you know, he, yeah, he's relinquishing control a little bit of his life. He's, you know, he's, he's probably mapped out his life, had some plans. He has some expectations of what his life is going to look like. He's about to get married. So this is sort of normal that he's thinking about his future. And he allows God to take control. And he starts to fulfill the hopes and dreams God has for him. And we see that, the God, that God's dreams for Joseph, they aren't that far from the dreams that he had for himself. But they're just so much better. God isn't asking Joseph to give up everything to go out into the desert and spend every waking moment in prayer and contemplation. Joseph gets to marry the woman he loves, Mary. He gets to carry on the profession he's chosen, a carpenter. He gets to love Jesus just as much as any father loves their son. He gets to teach his boy his trade, be a carpenter. He gets to, to pass that on. He gets 
He gets to teach him how to take care of himself in the world. And at the same time, we know from the episode when Jesus is 12 years old in the temple that Joseph gets to see his son start to live out the mission that God has given him. The call that that the father put on his son's heart, on son Jesus' heart, to be the Messiah. He's starting to live that out. And how much pride must Joseph have had in seeing Jesus start to assume that role? God, God was calling Joseph to holiness, and that doesn't mean his life becomes austere, dour, it's full, it's as full and as happy, I'm sure, as any other of the people of Nazareth of his time, with all the same struggles and difficulties as well, but with one profound difference. By living out his call to holiness, he finds fulfillment and purpose and passion. He's able to become the person God knows he can be. And it's no different for you or me. You know, in saying yes to God, I still get to watch zombie movies. I still get to go out and have dinner and a few drinks with my friends every once in a while. But I also get to see incredible things. I get to see people coming alive in their faith. I get to be with people at these profound moments in their life, in, their, in baptisms and weddings and, and funerals. And that's incredibly fulfilling. That, that gives me so much satisfaction to be, it's at times, the face of God for people and to be, to be able to see them grow in holiness. The point is we are all called to be holy, to love like God, each in our own unique way. And it doesn't mean you have to give up everything and become a missionary in Africa, in Malawi, either. Maybe God is calling you to do that. Maybe he is. But if so, it's because he knows you better than you know yourself and he knows you'll find fulfillment there. But for the most part, those moments of loving like God, of striving for holiness, they're found in the ordinary, everyday things we do, not in grand gestures. It's what Pope Francis, Pope Francis termed this middle-class holiness. He talks about these ordinary moments when we are loving like God, when we are doing God's will. Those are moments when we are being holy. And middle-class holiness, by using that term, he's not, he's not denigrating it. He's actually trying to make it accessible to all. He's trying to show us that everyone can live this out. Loving other people the way God wants us to in the, in the simple gestures turns the ordinary into the extraordinary. And it's incredible to be part of. And it's exciting, too. You know, think of all the wonderful moments you, you had helping your kids or your grandkids to, you know, bake, a, bake cupcakes or learn to ride a bike. Those are moments of holiness. The moments before bed when you prayed with them and they, and they said that, 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 incredibly thing, that incredible thing that just sort of, wow, I didn't know that came out of my kid. Those are moments of holiness. You know, for me, in my life, when I never felt closer to someone than I did to my dad, when he was showing me how to, how to hold a saw and make a straight cut. You know, those moments together 
There were moments of holiness between us. And think of all the, the enjoyment you had this year as you got to spend time with friends after being apart for the past couple of years. You know, all the love you shared over a cup of coffee, or in my case, a beer, but, you know, whatever, whatever you know, chacun chez soi. And they think of the, the satisfaction you've gotten from help, helping out that neighbor with clearing the snow off their walkway yesterday. Or those of you who, this past, yesterday or the Saturday previous, went down to St. Willibrod's to help out with the Christmas baskets. All I hear, what I heard from those stories was how much fun it was. And you're doing an act of selfless love, an act of holiness. That is middle-class holiness, and that is what we are all called to. And there will be tougher moments, too, if we do God's will. There are certainly going to be struggles and difficulties just in, in, they're, they're there in every life. But trying to be holy means that there's purpose and there's fulfillment even in the struggles, even in the difficult times. And it doesn't mean that our life is, is boring and we never get to enjoy ourselves. It just means that sometimes we're not going to be the ones in control. But make no mistake about it, with God, there's always going to be love and fulfillment and profound joy in those moments. And, and we get to be the person God knows we can be.